Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Ken Holsclaw with Phase 3 Marketing and Communications. Welcome, Ken. Thanks for having me, Lee. I am so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Phase 3. How are you serving, folks? Well, we're in the uh, marketing services space where we typically work with larger corporations and providing them a, a one-stop shop from creating their marketing idea um, all the way through executing their marketing idea. So if you look at our value proposition, it's ideation to execution. just simply means that we can come up with a marketing idea and then whatever best channel to execute it we can execute that idea all all in, under one roof. Now, how are you defining large? Well, it's not a you know, it's not a B to C, it's not a B to small B, it's just B to bigger B. So I would define it as our customers are typically from lower middle market all the way up to Fortune 50. And then what's your backstory? How did you get involved in this uh, industry? I came on board with a digital printer in the 90s, and that got me into the industry. And then I saw how the industry could be consolidated in bringing uh, the other parts of the marketing services industry together under one roof. So adding creative, adding marketing services, adding branded merchandise, add, adding uh, the technology to it, which is uh, you know the ordering platform, which then also got us into what I, uh, warehousing and distribution, which is you know, you know, we call it uh, marketing logistics. So. so now when you're working in this, at that stage of client growth, where they're the largest of the large, how do they go with one marketing solution or do they have several that you're one amongst many in an organization? Well, that's the value proposition. They With the larger corporations, they won't ever pare it down to one but one of their problems are is that they're managing a vendor farm. You know, a large corporation could be managing 30, 40, 50, 60 vendors in the marketing space. So instead of focusing on um, the, the needs of what they need to do from a marketing standpoint, they're literally managing a vendor farm. So when you look at phase three's all-inclusive value proposition, it allows the customer to pare down the number of vendors that they use. I'm not saying that they're going to take it from 50 down to one, but you know, maybe, you know, they can, they can significantly reduce it by using the the one-stop shop model and by reducing it, um, you know, they're not, that doesn't mean that they're paying for the convenience. It's actually uh, by going with more of a one-stop shop model. It is, uh, the, they can they can accomplish their goals. They're, it's faster to market. It's less expensive, uh, and in and you're not you're not managing multiple vendors. So that, that's kind of the value prop. Now, in your in your name is Phase Three Marketing Communications. Is that different than advertising? Are they still having advertising agencies, or, or how are you delineating between them? 
No, we, you know, an ad agency is, I think, kind of a yesteryear term. Um, and so, no, we provide full marketing strategy. Uh, we provide full web and interactive services. We provide cre- heavy creative. We provide social media execution. Uh, and then we provide printing and distribution services. And what about public relations? Is that another yesteryear term? Uh, <laughs> PR a little bit, yeah. But we, we do offer uh, what people would consider public relations. It's really it's corporate communications. You know, it's 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 communications, it, you know, and, and that comes with a, a lot of different formats. But but absolutely uh, PR would be. Uh, would 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 be a part of that absolutely now what is the kind of the pain that these uh, folks are having where phase three is the solution what are some of the maybe maybe they had some agency creep in there like you were saying and then they have dozens um, if not multi dozens of uh, different a variety of agencies working and they've kind of lost track like what are some of the pain that that's obvious to them that hey maybe we should consolidate some of this maybe we should partner with somebody that can handle several of these kind of niches rather than just spread out so thin uh, speed to market um, using one vendor rather than multiple vendors um, you will be able to get your marketing idea executed faster to market. So speed to market is one cost. It's actually less expensive, uh, is one, uh, three, it frees up your marketing department's time. Like I said earlier, you know, if your marketing folks are spending all their time managing a massive vendor farm, then they are, then they are not able to manage on, uh, to, to, they are not able to spend their time on, let's say market position, um, research, marketing research. So because they're managing so many vendors, um, it also is more efficient. The more vendors you have, uh, you know, the more cooks you have in the kitchen, the, the more chances of, of screwing stuff up. And so uh, having one cook in the kitchen, you only got one person to hold accountable and um, there's less chance that think things can go wrong. Now, are you seeing a trend that um, these larger companies are having um, leaner marketing staffs and are relying on agencies more? Um, no, not necessarily. Not, uh, no, I think it's they they're still outsourcing to the same degree that they were. Um, I just think that they they do see the need to pare down the number of marketing vendor relationships that they have. You know, the the American consumer uh, wants a one-stop shop, and that's no different in in an American business. Um, They they want a one-stop shop, and that's what we represent. And um, so I, I, um, I, I think they're outsourcing just as much, but I do think that they want to consolidate vendors. So in order for you to be the one-stop shop, how do you uh, kind of alleviate the problem that they are having by having kind of best in class in all these different areas in order to execute to the level that they need in, in, in uh, response? Yeah, that's a good question. There, there's um, two things you got to have. Number one, you got to have size, right? Uh, you you got to have some critical mass because if you're sitting there talking to a big company and you're saying, hey, put all of your marketing eggs in my basket – the first thing that they say is, well, your bat- your basket better be pretty big and it better be pretty stable, right? So, so you got to have critical mass. The second thing is, is that you got to have the talent. I mean, if you're going to offer, you know, these different services, 
you've got to be good at each one of them. And so you, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have talent and expertise, um, you know, in all, in all the different services that you're offering. But don't you have to be better than good in each of them? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You got to be good. I mean, you can't, uh, you know, I don't, you know, they're not going to, they're, they're not going to settle for, you know, a bad service just because it's a one-stop shop. No, you, you got to be, you got to deliver, you got to perform for sure. So then how do you ensure you're kind of best in class in each of the areas that your clients need? You hold people accountable. And you hire the right, and you hire a lot of talent. <laughs> so, how are you able to attract uh, that level of talent in all the different areas that a full service marketing agency would need? Uh, we've made acquisitions. Um, we've made acquisitions. So, part of the strategy is acquiring the talent, um, and that's you know that's worked well. Um, and then once you get, you know, once you, once you're capable of producing the work that also you can hire the talent once they see that you're capable, then, then you're able to organically hire it. So uh, that's kind of how we've gone at, uh, about it. So when you're looking at the marketing landscape, I guess you're hiring in the United States or all over the world. Like, how would you, like, how does no, somebody catch, how does somebody catch your eye? What are they doing to catch your eye to say, Hey, that might be a good uh, acquisition for us or a good partner for us. Uh, from an acquired company, how do they catch our eye? Right. Because you're trying to be best in class in all these different areas, obviously. And in order to do that, you said that uh, acquisitions was the path you've taken to yeah. do that. So how does somebody um, catch your eye? The, you know, as you, you know, as you get a reputation like we have over the years for acquiring companies, then, then companies that decide to, to, to come up for sale, reach out to you. And so the longer that we, you know, we've made 11 acquisitions over the last 10 years. And as, as the word has gotten out there of the, of, of what we look for and who we're acquiring, um, people actually start knocking on your door, which is good. And then, you know, you take a look at how they've done and, and what their expertise is and, and is it a fit for, to bring them into the fold. Now you mentioned that your background was started in printing, right? Correct. So how do you, um, how does kind of a young person that's going on a career that may not point directly to marketing, but they might uh, be good at marketing, how would you in, uh, advise them on, um, you know, getting into the world of marketing? Well, the, people need to understand that that marketing services encompasses a lot of different things, okay? If you are a graphic designer, okay, you're in the marketing business because what you're designing right, is used for marketing, right? Um, if you are in the public relations business, that's a part of marketing. If you are a pressman and you are operating a printing press, you're actually in the marketing industry. And so, you know, so a lot of people don't understand that. You know, you, t you talk to a lot of folks out there that, that work at a, a print shop and they think that they're, they, they, you know, they think that they work in printing. Yes, they do. And yes, they work for a manufacturer, but it's marketing. I mean, that's what printing if the vast, well, not all printing is marketing, but the vast majority of printing is for marketing purposes, you know? And so, so it's, first of all, it's an understand it's, it's getting these young people to understand 
um, what all marketing encompasses and in, in, in giving them a little bit more of a holistic view of, of what the industry is. How would you advise the person, a lot of young people, um, you know, really lean into social media and influencer marketing and want to be influencers and want to be YouTubers and all that. How would you advise them to kind of reframe what they're doing and maybe take the leap and go into the marketing or communication industry? Um, you're right in that a lot of young people are interested in being um in the world of social media, which is marketing. Or the brand. I mean, in essence, they're saying, I am the brand. Um, and so they're trying to market themselves as a brand. To me, that's not a big step away from helping other people. Uh, correct. I, correct. So if, if, you know, I think at that point, it comes down to entrepreneurialism. If someone wants to market themselves and build their own brand through social media and social influencing, I think that's more entrepreneurial have at it. And as long as they, they're aware of the risks that come along with that. Um, but those who don't want to build their own brand, but they want to go into the marketing service of, of social of, of executing social media for the company that they work for um, or uh, executing social media for marketing services, companies like phase three for other, for their clients, I think that's great. And I think it's a, a great, um, I think it's a, it's a great profession. And I will also say that actually the, you know, the, the, the being an executor for, uh, for social media, I think is a young person's game, um, you know, because there it's, it's, it's hip, it's trendy. Um, so I, I, when I see the young, the young 20 somethings, early 30 somethings that are, doing the social media executing, I think that they have advantage over the, uh, the old folks like myself uh, when it comes to that particular uh, uh, discipline within the marketing industry. So if, if someone's listening, that is that young person that is maybe tried and maybe is frustrated with the speed that they're growing their own brand or they're in this space and they're doing it for other people, how would you advise them to, again, get you know, on your radar or get into the um, the world of marketing and communication to get a job in that way? How would you position what they're doing in a way that's attractive to somebody like you? Uh, work hard. Um, be responsible. You know, there's a little bit of this, you know, whole, I, I need to be, you know, for clickbait, I need to be shocking. I need to say controversial stuff. Um, you know, I, I think that that is a, a, a little bit of a fad that, uh, will, will not have staying power. Um, and so my, my advice would be if you want to build your own brand, build it in a way that adds value to others, like maybe through education or inspiration or what have you. If you are, if you are wanting to, you know, execute for, you know, do social media execution for other companies, just whatever it is. Work hard, um, you know, practice, you know, your basics, your basic fundamentals and, and, and stay classy. You know, you don't need to be controversial. You don't need to be extreme. I, I just, you know, it, so that would be my thoughts. Some more elegance and less. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Less I shouting. That, you know, we, we have to remember that social media 
is only in its infancy. Infancy. So you know, is it is it is it, you know is it fifteen years old? Um, that's not a long time. And so the world as an audience is still getting used to how social media is used, consumed, produced. And this whole keyboard warrior where the the nastiness and the ugliness and the vitriol that we're seeing on social media, I think will subside and go away because people just won't have an appetite for it. And so, um, I, I, you know, yes, stay classy, stay elegant, um, be nice, be kind, work hard. And, you know, that that comes through that 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 carries the day. Now, you mentioned a lot of acquisitions in a short period of time. How do you kind of build a corporate culture uh, to integrate all those different kind of corporate cultures that you're bringing into the fold? Um, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, but when you're acquiring a company, uh, the first thing you need to do is reassure the employees because, you know, they're going through change. And remember, the employees didn't ask for the change. Just because an owner uh, or the owners of a company want to sell, it's not like that the employees even knew about it. So it's a change that is brought on to them that they didn't necessarily ask for. So they're nervous about it. You know, human beings are, are just resistant to change to begin with. So you have to provide some reassurances. You have to communicate openly and honestly. Uh, you have to be consistent. Do what you say you're going to do. Um, and then, you know, you, you know, then you just start out, you know, you lay out your culture, which ours is, you know, we work hard, but we have fun and we build and, you know, and we build together and we have a good time doing it. And so as, as you exp- as you express that to the new folks coming on board and you do it in a way that is open and honest and reassuring. You know, it helps, but but the whole process is not easy. So I'll say that. So what is uh, kind of the, uh, maybe, I don't want to say the the greatest milestone, but kind of the thing that's the most rewarding for you in the since founding phase three, what is kind of that, that moment for you that you were like, man, I'm really making an impact? Um, one is bringing together people from all walks of life and, you know, creating an environment where they feel comfortable to just display their talents. Um, And then as they display their talents over time, uh, watching them get promoted, watching them uh, grow and develop they take on more responsibility. They learn, they put more money in their pocket because they're, you know, they're growing their income. Um, and then seeing some, you know, 20 something year old, you know, put the loyalty and work into phase three and then phase three develops them and promotes them. And then next thing you know, they're buying a house and they're, they're, they're just advancing and succeeding in, in life. It's, it's probably been the most rewarding thing. And you've grown phase three, not just here in Atlanta, but around the country as well, right? Headquartered in Atlanta. Uh, we've got operations in Charlotte, Nashville, um, Dallas, Texas, and then uh, right outside of New York City in uh, Mountain Lakes, New Jersey. And was that in order to serve your clients better or is that to get more uh, kind of boots on the ground to grow in those markets? Um, or both? Serving clients. Serving clients, um, you know, getting, a, you know, developing a national footprint in a, in a strategic way, you know, yeah. so it's all, it's all part of that. 
are your is your staff um, in the office or are they remote now? Uh, they're in the office. So that was important to you to have people actually come into a location. Yeah, from a from a collaboration standpoint, you know, and from a speed of business standpoint, you, you got to have it. You, you got to have it. I mean, we we do have a, a one day a week remote work policy for those who qualify. Um, and I think the employees enjoy that, but in, but in general, we, we've got to be in the office and, and on the print side, you know, you got to be in the office all the time. I mean, you can't take the big printing press home with you, so you got to be there to produce it. So what do you need more of? How can we help you? Oh gosh. Uh, we, um, you know, we just need, we're looking for talent. We're, we're always looking for talent. So any, um, any folks out there that have a uh, have, have, have that work hard and have a passion for uh, marketing services, uh, it's a we're we're a great place. And if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's a website? Um, www.phase3mc.com, and that's p h a s e the number three mc.com. Correct. Good stuff, Ken. Ken, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Lee, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate your time. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 